We continue our summer editions of the Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso, Clay Farrell, Dukey Lang, and last week we bounced around topics. This week we center on one topic, and that is the offseason for the Miami Heat. As the NBA playoffs uh, near their conclusion, the NBA Finals right around the corner. That means that given what we found out this week about the draft lottery, gentlemen, we now know the Heat officially will have the 13th pick in the upcoming NBA draft, which is right after the NBA Finals, so it's about a little, about a little over a month from now. Uh, where it stands, Clay, look, we, we've heard already a lot of speculation. This week it was reports about Mike Conley. Um, are you going to turn the music all the way down? You must leave up the whole show. I mean, I like the music. The I mean, sound, I've been rocking out to it a little bit. The soundtrack throughout the show is fine. But um, Dukey, as you see, serves not only as one of the hosts, but a <laughs> producer extraordinaire. I was opening up my notepad to take yes. my notes. I, note, I, note I used taker. to love uh, when Dan Patrick used to do uh, ESPN radio before he moved over to uh, – uh, his own network uh, he, they had the producer on the show was named phil the show killer <laughs> i feel like that's what dookie is dookie the show derailer no, yeah, he hits buttons for no reason. all right we're good, we're good all right so we're talking about uh mike conley uh because i mean you're, you're <laughs> the odds have been happening twice so bad that is it, the odds have been happening twice or your finger is your finger in the cold and it's numb and you can't figure out that <laughs> it's all I, I maybe the reach uh, i'm not I'm okay not you know what i want to i want to do like a social experiment here as as we get through these next <laughs> these next few weeks because we'll mention at the top of this minutes thing. yeah well no as we'll mention at the top of this thing uh, we're entering the summer months and and frankly that's code for our podcast are we've got nothing to talk about so we're gonna be sitting here trying to fill time with dookie derailing the podcast however i think i think we may actually be at our best with this sometimes i think when we actually (laughs) oh he's at his best when he's at his worst i I think i think we may be at our most entertaining so my social experiment i want to check and see what our downloads look like (laughs) and what the response is like to these terrible no no subject pods that dookie derails because i I think it might be here was my rundown you know open show one two lang derails it (laughs) yep and that's pretty much what ends up happening most of the time i got that email and and that is it's organic and that is your edition, this edition of the Miami Sports Podcast. I give up. All right, so all right, I, I've said Mike Conley three times in the show already. We have <laughs> there was a report this week about Mike Conley. Look, you're going to get reports all along about players and interest. It didn't shock me as much as it did others that there was a report that he may have interest in Conley. Not because I think Mike Conley's a savior or superstar, but Mike Conley, and given his contract for for the, over the next two years is the kind of player probably Miami can try to get in cushioning this this dead time between now and when they truly, truly have the ability to have a lot of money available after they've shedded themselves of these contracts that they currently have and make a big push for another big player. So, Clay, did you feel the same? Not initially, but then the more you think of it, you, you kind of see what the potential vision could be. And and I think, look, this is all of us, right? We're, we're going to overreact to the first thing we see. So when I saw Mike Conley's name, my initial reaction is, well, I don't understand. He's mm-hmm. he's always hurt. He's, he's 31 years old, and, and he signed the richest contract in NBA history at the time. So you're going to be signing somebody or trading for somebody that's got that then you start to think about it a little bit. It's like, okay, he's only got two more years left on his deal. He'll be a free agent in 2021. This is exactly Which is where the money matters. Right. And this is exactly the time. Because let's get this out of the way at the top, because I've seen this a lot. And I, I think it, it was uh, Ira Winterman did a an interview with Bobby Marks from ESPN, who's a cap guru. And he said, well, I don't understand why the Miami Heat are trying to free up space in 2020. That free agent class is bad. 
The Miami Heat do not have their eyes on 2020 free agents. No. That's not what's going to happen. Now, I I do think if, for whatever reason, Golden State decided they didn't want to re-sign Draymond Green, that could be interesting. Uh, But I I don't think they have their eyes on any of those 2020 free agents. I think they want to have space in 2020 to go after 2021 guys. By getting a Mike Conley, whose contract is free and clear in 2021, he does not preclude you from making one of those deals. So what I think one of those deals would come next offseason. Correct. correct? Yes, you would in 2020 make a trade for a 2021 free agent who has told his current team that he does not want to resign. And you could shed the JJ Dion contracts, and that other team would have an expiring contract. Whatever you could, you could figure all that stuff out if needed. And and so that is the vision in my mind. And and so with the Mike Conley deal, he doesn't. preclude you from that and also if he comes in and he's decent then you could potentially re-sign him in 2021 not as a a, a max player but as a potential third fourth fifth piece and by the way I don't think it would be the only move that Miami made I think there would be a corresponding you wouldn't just bring in a Mike Conley just to bring in a Mike Conley it would be if you're going to do a sign and trade with the Jimmy Butler but there are a whole bunch of other potential potential moves down the line so to answer your original question Will my initial reaction was Mike Conley why why would you do that? Then you think about it, you're like, no, it wouldn't just be that. I th- think there's a deeper issue, too, and I'll send it over to Dukey on this one. It has to do with the draft pick. I opened up talking before Dukey started derailing things about the <laughs> 13th pick and the draft lottery and all the hopes we had and crossing our fingers and hoping they get a top five, top four pick, I should say. It, ne- it didn't happen. And the percentages were they wouldn't, and they didn't. Okay, fine. Uh, but there's a deeper thing, too, here, Dukey, and that's I, I just don't think the Heat are looking at this draft. And I know Pat Riley said uh, in his postseason news conference. So oh, there are 30 players we've seen that are quality players and prospects. We like the there's exciting who's out there. I look at this draft and I see three players and then I see maybe five or six players who can be solid players. I don't know if there's a Donovan Mitchell type player or in, you know, like we've seen Kawhi and Giannis. I don't there's always a draft that has a guy like that, but I don't know if there's that many options to where you say to yourself that 13th pick is the sexy move. So after all this stuff and they wanting the heat the tank and the heat struggle, would it bother you or should it bother Heat fans that they may not even bother with this pick and try to flip it or move it or do something that has to do with nothing about this draft? I agree with you in the sense that it really is a three-player draft. Any year not this year, either Zion Williamson, John Morant, or R.J. Barrett would probably be the number one pick. So there are three elite, look-like-next-year all-star type mm-hmm. players. I don't want to say can't miss because anybody can miss. The rest of the draft, there's a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. It's funny, when you started talking about that, I thought about, well, who's the Donovan Mitchell? Well, if anybody knew who the Donovan Mitchell was, They'd be a top five then... Pick. then yeah. Then the secret would be out. You know, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia was a guy who a lot of people talked about before the draft as being a possible Heat pick. And then, then the NCAA tournament happened. They won the national championship. And now he's being talked about as a top five pick. So I don't know if there's that sleeper pick necessarily. They could get a quality player. They could get a rotation player. They could get a useful player. Yeah. Absolutely all possibilities. They're not getting a superstar and they're not getting a transcendent player. Not happening. The Mike Conley thing, it's interesting. It's not bad, necessarily. Um, it's a Band-Aid in the sense that it's something that, that's going to last him a year or two. He's a good player. Mike Conley has... from go, he, had a, go, he had a good year last going year. Going back to Ohio nice State, he's a, he's a good player. So I don't look down on Mike Conley. The only question I have about 
any sort of Mike Conley acquisition. Because again, if you're the Heat, you're not thinking necessarily, okay, championship in, in next 2019, 2020. You're trying to build long term. My question would be, how does, if they were to do it, the acquisition of Mike Conley impact the growth of what you want to do with Justice Winslow? If Justice Winslow is one of your guys. And if Bam Adebayo is one of your guys. So really the question that the Heat have to answer internally is, are these four kids who, who were on your team last season, are they chips or are they the future? Uh, I'll, and, be, I'll, and, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think I can answer that question in the best way that I could answer it. You guys may disagree or agree. We'll see. Uh, I, I think that they value these guys. I think that they understand that they could be pieces of a very quality team. But I think they also recognize none of them are franchise builders. No one is – I don't think any of those guys is a top two championship team NBA player. And I don't think that's an insult. And I know that, Duke, you always have to joke, well, if you say you don't think it's an insult, then it is an insult if you preface it by that. Well, if you ever say no no offense no to offense. No offense. you're bound yeah. to offend. As soon as my ears hear and that. Probably it, to some heat no fans, slight on them. It but. certainly would be to some Heat fans, and I think to maybe even – and obviously the players themselves if they had, if you tell them this – but I don't think it's an inaccurate portrayal of the way the NBA works right now. You look at the teams in the NBA, you need to have two superstars. So you point just justice do. is not a thing. So, so if you get Mike Conley, point, point not, justice no, is no, not no, a thing. It's, no, see, that's the thing. I don't. It's not the Mike Conley move. It's the corresponding move to the future. To Clay's point earlier, you're trying to build essentially a super team. And if Mike Conley is a bridge to get you to that super team, then giving up on justice as your point forward type if your end result is what you want that super team in a couple of years to the 2021 then it's okay so what i'm saying is and riley has not even hinted at it he said and no one's untouchable and i to be honest with you i would rather if i had my choice see these three kids be the core of the team for the next couple of years the heat are not going to win a championship in the next couple of years they're just not it's just the way the nba is now and the way the structure of, of the salary cap and the things are they're not going to win a championship in the next two years I don't mind that these kids are the faces in the in these next few years. But if they could put themselves in a better position to win a championship in 2021, those kids are expendable. That's just the way it is. So let me go back to Dukey's question originally about does this end the, the point justice thing? No, I, I think Mike Conley, and, and will not steal your thunder because we were talking about this before the podcast, but... I think Mike Conley is a better version of Goran Dragic in many ways. In that, yes, he he is a very good point guard. I think he may be just as effective, if not more effective, as a smaller shooting guard, a smaller scoring guard. So if you're going and essentially making Justice Winslow your de facto point guard and allowing Conley to score, I think that may actually play to his strengths a little bit. And the other thing is, you know, as as Conley uh, continues to age, as we all do, you are going to want to, much like you did with Dragic, maybe hide him a little bit defensively. And so you allow him to guard the, the lesser guard on the other team. That fit with the Heat? The guy you want to hide defensively? Yes, absolutely, well, I mean, because everybody has somebody like that. And and so I think it, you did it a bit with Dragic. And so I think with this team, it's because you have somebody like Justice Winslow who could guard a one, he can guard a two, he can guard a three, he can guard a four, he could even guard a point center, he can guard anybody on the floor. You You have enough good defensive pieces in order to do that. I also think, guys, it's you bring in a Mike Conley, because it makes it more attractive. And again, let's get hypothetical here, right? Because this is we're looking forward to the offseason. 
a player who is a a free agent that that might want to come here, um, and I don't think they're going to get one of the one of the big guys. They're not going to get a Kevin Durant, but. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you get a Mike Conley, it's probably because Kyrie Irving doesn't want to come here. So you're not going to get a number one type guy. But if you get one of those fringe type superstars, and superstars may not be the right word, they're not going to want to come into a situation where there is not a a, a really good player they can join up with. Clay, I you think love Mike Jimmy Conley, Butler, just say it. Well, I like Butler, <laughs> but I, I think you all you have other guys out there that could potentially fit that role. And... Sign and trade. And I know it, the new CBA is made a little tougher, but you look around the league at teams that could, hey, and even in Philadelphia, what if they're looking at this and saying, we don't want to max Jimmy Butler, but we'd like to get an asset or two out of this thing? Mm-hmm. Hey, sign him. Uh, Heat say, look, we'll give you our, our unprotected 2022 pick when they do the double draft. Whatever it happens to be, there are mechanisms where if Jimmy Butler would want to come here, or if another fringe star wants to come here, to potentially be that number one currently, mm-hmm. number two down the line when you sign a bigger guy, they're not going to want to come here yeah. if it's just this current group. You get a Mike Conley, it may, think, may strengthen your I think odds. this is to Riley's point at the end of the season, which he said, look, guys, we're not as restricted as you think we are. We may not be able to do it the standard way of just, hey, I like you, free agent, sign with us. Yes, I understand they don't have that flexibility, but there are ways around that, some of which you just touched on, other ways as well that we haven't touched on, other players we haven't even mentioned yet because there are so many that could be involved, like you said, fringe-type guys. Uh, that are quality NBA players, borderline stars, but we know that he probably won't get the star star in these next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And to your point on Goran Dragic, I mean, I look, the most likely scenario that happens, right, is that Justice stays, Goran stays, and Goran and Justice will have to work together. And how that's going to happen is Goran playing off the ball, mm-hmm. which is okay, and Justice running the point. And I think it could work because I think Goran can be that type of player who could still give you. He he was never the Russell Westbrook facilitator type. He's mm-hmm. always been kind of that scores mentality at the point guard position. By the way, I, uh, before we continue, our sponsor today, Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera, kind of like New York GMC Pembroke Pines, the Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So from that perspective, you know, I I think there's a bigger issue here too, Dookie, and that's fans are impatient. And I've said it twice already, and I'll say it again. I think we all know it. The Heat are just not in position to win a championship in the next couple of years. And that's frustrating. And even though we've known this now for a year, a year and a half or two, you know, we've we've sensed that because of the money and what they spent on Dion and JJ and the commitments to Gore and Hassan, that that flexibility wouldn't be there. I think there are just fans at this point that are just going to be angry at anything they do. If they don't make a move, it's like, oh, great, so you just got the three kids, you're going to build around them and win 40 games again. If you make a move and, and get a Conley or that type of player, it's like, oh, great, you're just putting a Band-Aid on this and you're just going to go out and win 43 games you know, with a, with a guy that's not, it's good, mates 30 million, he's not a star. There is no right answer on how to fill these next two years. There just isn't. As long as the answer doesn't include screwing yourself for the 2021 season, which I feel strongly Pat Riley and Ellisberg and the Heat organization will not do. I think the NBA playoffs have made that pretty clear. As we watch the playoffs wind down, we see Toronto with Kawhi Leonard this year. 
difference maker. He was the difference between them beating Philly and not beating Philly, basically willed them to that win. Mm -hmm. As we tape right now, that series is 2-1. And Golden State Warriors, without Kevin Durant, are annihilating Portland, um, which, A, makes you think Durant is probably going to go somewhere else, and B, reminds you of just how damn good the Golden State Warriors are. They won titles with them, and they could win again. So if you factor in the fact that Golden State's still Golden State, Kevin Durant's probably going to go somewhere else, the rumors are New York, which puts them in the East. And just the bigger picture of the NBA, that you need these superstars. I think any sort of realistic view of the Miami Heat getting really competitive mm-hmm. has to start with them getting their money right. I mean, it's it's that simple. And anything that happens between now and them getting their money right is fine. But ultimately, like you said, and like Pat Riley has said, he has big dreams. He has big aspirations. He wants to build another super team. He wants to build another hyper-competitive team. Look, had the, had the draft lottery gone a different way, had the Heat somehow miraculously defied the 3% shot and gotten the top four, or the 1% shot and gotten Zion Williamson, we'd be talking about a different situation. Yeah. The clock would speed up. But the 95% probability which was that they were going to get the 13th pick or even dip mm-hmm. to the 14th pick happened. So now they're going to get a guy. Pro- I, Ideally, I, if they draft well, they're going to get a very good guy, you know, a, a serviceable but, guy, but it's not going to put them in the same class as Toronto or as Milwaukee. I'm glad or, you said draft because here's another thing, Clay, that I think, and to your point, they're not going to get a superstar in that 13th. No. Unlikely. I mean, I shouldn't no. say they're not. They could. There could be a guy. You right. Know, if they find the Donovan Mitchell. Great. That's great. But you know, the, the likelihood of it is 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 not on their side. Slim. So, Clay, that's the thing. When you say draft, I think what they're committing to as well is the next Heat superstar is not going to be like a Dwayne Wade where you had a bad year and in the top five you took him and you built around this young guy and that young guy attracted other players, Shaq, all the other guys that came along during the Dwayne Wade, obviously the big three. You were basically saying to yourself, I if you're going to stay in that mediocre range of that 40-45 win team type range where you make the playoffs or flirt with the playoffs, whatever, you're not going to have a top five pick. So you're basically committing that. The Heat are saying the way we can get back to championship level is not to find one superstar in the draft. It's to free up our money and just hope that guys with the allure and appeal of Miami and Pat Riley and the history and the success will come here. That's what you're pinning your hopes on. Yeah, and and look around the league right now at, at the best players in the league because this this kind of kills me sometimes, guys, when you, you get the, the tweets and, the hey, you can find really, really good players mid to late in the draft. Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and Kawhi Leonard. You can. And, uh, you you can. can. Absolutely. It also takes years of development, years of growth, and, and instead of just showing me the one guy from those drafts in the mid to late first round that panned out to be a star, why don't you show me the 15 to 20 guys? Guys that did not, yeah. and, and, there, and there are that many. There and are that and many. so it's like a a needle in a haystack sort of thing. And I think Pat Riley right now is is more about let's let's go with what the proven commodity is, and and whoever that happens to be. And I think, look, I, I think what we found more and more over the last year and a half or so, when you hear Pat Riley talk, and you hear the rumblings about what's going on within the Heat organization, Pat Riley sees what you guys see. He sees what the fans see. He 100%. he. Re- I I think obviously if he could go back and do it all over again, he would not give those long deals to to James Johnson and Dion Waiters. In hindsight, I th- no way. Of no, I, I think he's realized that those were miscalculations, screw ups, mess ups, and and certainly, 
so what do you do to fix that, right? Well, you wait it out as much as you can. You don't screw up again, that's for sure, for 2021. And I think that you just hit the nail on the head, Will. I, I don't think you're going to see them overpay for mediocre guys anymore. I, I think they're, I think the days of falling in love with a, a G League prospect or a, a guy who's kind of been casted off from previous organizations mm-hmm. just because you were able to get him here and with the heat culture and 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 turn them into super uh, th- their best version right not superstars but their best version of themselves he's not going to fall in love with that anymore and 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 I don't know by the way what that means for Derek Jones Jr. next year when he becomes a free agent and yeah. teams are going to come well, calling for him well this is a him. year this is a year where you have to see is Derek Jones Jr. the jump he made from last year this year if he makes it again from this year to next year mm-hmm. uh you could have yourself a damn good NBA player. Because right now you have a, a very interesting NBA player, but you don't really necessarily know if you've got a damn good NBA player, like a core-type guy just yet. That's my opinion. I don't, I don't think they truly know that yet. Well, you could, and and I think the problem there is, much like with the Hassan Whiteside contract, much like with the Tyler Johnson contract mm-hmm. before, the way it's going to play, you're, you're not going to have the bird rights there. You're going to have to sign him into space. And you're fi- and like those guys, you remember with the Hassan thing, it was the last minute, there was flirtations with Portland and mm-hmm. Dallas and the talk of that, and you're almost like, i got to keep him. Not because he's, I think he's clearly a superstar, but damn it, sometimes he looks like he could be a star, yeah. and i got to keep it. Same with the Tyler Johnson, you know, they uh, that whole deal is... You know, Tyler's, the way he's worked, the heat culture, man, sometimes he just looks like he's a really good NBA player. Let's, I don't want to lose this guy. And then you realize, oh, but he's, he's a good NBA player, but he's not a superstar NBA player. And I think Derrick Jones is the same thing. Sometimes you're going to fall in love with the athleticism, the improvement in the jump shot, the defensive ability, but he's got to turn that corner to really make you say he can be more than just that excitement. So I think the gambles that Pat Riley is going to take from here on out is not going to be to overpay guys who could be great at some point. They are going to get guys who at one point in their career, like a Mike Conley, have been potential all-stars, in his case an all-star, and even if it's on the back end of their career, bank on getting a few more of those games out of those guys and then ultimately attract a big-name free agent to come and and play with those guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think so many people have viewed this, all right, when are we going to get our next big three? Or when are we going to get our next uh, big group of superstars? Not not before 2021, that's for sure. It's never, it may never happen again. What I think, though, if you were to get a Mike Conley and and potentially a a Tobias Harris, a Jimmy Butler, one of those guys in in free agency via sign and trade, or next offseason, one of those guys, you could have like a, a Boston Celtics type big three, quote-unquote, from back when they won the championship with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, where maybe you get a couple of guys that are on the back end of their career, back end of their primes, and then one guy in his prime. That you use those guys that are kind of the veterans who have been really, really good in their careers and use those to attract the one superstar because you feel like you're on the cusp with those guys, so you need to get that one guy who's going to put you over the edge. Right now, they're not there. But maybe by 2021, they will be, and one of those guys will want to come here. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, I, I, if I had to put the odds on this, okay, if I had to say, do the Heat remain quiet this offseason, or do the Heat make one of these moves, where are you leaning, Dookie? Are you leaning toward, I think Pat Riley's going to get involved and do something this offseason, because he just, he, he just doesn't want to see this same type of team come back next year? Or does he say, eh, uh, let's just go with these young guys and see what happens. I think it's a great test of his patience. I think to say you learned your lesson is one thing, 
but to actually learn your lesson is another. You know, Clay, I heard you talking about the G League projects and the reclamation projects and the heat culture. This isn't new for Pat Riley. This goes back to Anthony Mason and John Starks when he was in New York. Pat Riley has always liked finding the guy who no one else recognized the talent and by virtue of his culture and his team, turning that guy into someone special. And Riley has done that throughout his career. I think it's going to be very hard to resist that. But, yeah, but look, it's it's a difference in finding the reclamation project and, and overpaying. And overpay- 100%. And, and by the way, as long as we're having this conversation, and the reality is as long as they don't screw up 2021, right. it doesn't really matter which direction they go. Go ahead, win 45 games this way or win 42 games right. that way. And I that, don't and, care. Just lead 2021 alone. Yeah, and, and to your point, and, and sorry, not to interrupt you, but just, just so I'm clear on this because I, I want to make sure that I, uh, I, I'm, I clarified this. No, I don't think they're going to go away from the reclamation. In fact, I think the G League, what, what the Heat have proven is that they can find guys. Or Duncan Robinson's another one next year that I think is going to contribute mm-hmm. to this team. But I don't think Pat Riley is going to do what he did with Tyler Johnson, with James Johnson, with Dion Waiters, in that I think he felt like he could pay those guys big money because he, he fell in love with their potential and felt like eventually he could flip them and use them as the centerpieces for trades to bring in a superstar. I don't think he's going to go to the G League and he's going to sign these guys because that's what they do, but he's going to sign those guys because he feels like they can be 6th, 7th, 8th guys on your team to to put around a potential superstar. But then when it comes time to pay those guys, he's going to let somebody else do it. And he should. I mean, it's basically the Bill Belichick school, right? That's how the Patriots have yes. maintained their dynasty is they always get rid of the guy too soon not too late and I think the problem with the heat right now is they have a bunch of guys who held on too long I just think they want to get their money right and getting their money right can mean getting Goran or Hassan to opt out that would help it could just mean a year of patience by the way uh, you know what it won't mean though and it's pretty clear is tanking his team's not going to be bad. Well, they they don't they, they don't they tank. Were, That's well, just not, not only that. But how about this? Let's stay away from tanking. How about just to organically suck? How about that? Because people talk about the Knicks and the Suns. Those teams were just horrendous. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Well, they I weren't don't even think tanking. They were just really bad. The Heat were twenty games better than the Suns this year. I mean, for the Heat to be twenty games worse next year, it would take all three young guys not playing almost. I mean, it's. It's they're at the point now again that anybody who has this fantasy about getting a top three or four pick, it's just not going to happen well, the way this is structured. But also keep in mind that losing a bunch of games only gives you a fourteen percent chance at a number one pick, yeah. and you could st- there were t- I mean the new, the Pelicans had what a six percent chance. Well, theoretically so, too, the, the Heat if they had lost the the, the Lakers were were only two games worse than the Heat, and the right? Lakers and they what the fourth pick in the draft. So it's just one of those things where t- I don't really think tanking. I think the NBA is going out of its way to change tanking. Probably too so, far. So, but, to, so uh, to sim- uh, yes, to simplify. Well, to simplify your question that you asked me earlier, do I think Pat Riley does something or does nothing? I would lean on the side of, of he has to fill out a roster. They don't have Dwayne Wade anymore. I think it'll be very interesting to me what Udonis Haslam does. And the reason I say that, and he's not a player who even plays, but if Udonis Haslam decides to come back for a last season, then they have a hook 
where they could sort of market because they still got to sell tickets. They still it's obviously well, not going to be I as big as one. I'm not saying it's not as big as one last dance. Like they're but, clearly going in the direction of of the the three young guys to market now. Mm-hmm. If they make a deal, great. They could market elsewhere, either Connolly or Butler or any of these guys we mentioned. But I think they're going to market. They're already they're putting these guys out there. They're young three. If the Heat don't make any major moves this offseason, they're right. It'll be Bam Josh and Justice. You're going to see Bam Justice, Justice or, or, or Derek Jones Jr. in the background, like flying like an airplane. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be, and and that's okay. I mean, it's not Dwayne Wade, but it is what it is with this franchise. By the way, one more note of our sponsor today, Bear Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So as we put our finishing touches on this, your your advice to Heat fans or your your words of wisdom to Heat fans is what? Don't study any guy you think they're going to take with a 13th pick because they ain't going to use it. You don't think so? You feel no. that strongly? I, I feel like that the guys who are going to be available at that spot are going to be a lot more valuable to a team at the back end of the first mm-hmm. round, a team that feels like they're a role player away from from genuinely competing for a uh, an, an extra round in the playoffs, yeah. potentially get, getting to the conference finals, whatever. The Heat aren't there, and and I also don't think that the Heat have too many players right now. Quite frankly, they have yeah, they too do. many guys. And a lot of guys are similar. Look, the logjam that we talked about this time last year with Pat Riley is still a logjam. Yes. Even with Dwayne yes. retiring, it's still even with a Wayne Ellington gone, even yes. with with Tyler, Tyler Johnson there's gone. There's still a logjam of. Who gets the ball in certain moments, and who's running the point, and who's doing this? There's still a lot of. Someone asked me the other day, so what position do the Heat, the, the you need the, the Heat need to draft? And it's funny, I don't think they need to draft a position. They need a damn superstar. There's no, there's no. It doesn't matter what position that superstar plays because right now they have so many guys that they can fill every position just fine. They can fill every position with a quality NBA player but they're full of quality NBA players. What they're lacking is superstar NBA players. So my word of advice, go hug your kids, go spend some time with your friends, hug your mom. Don't spend any time on YouTube watching videos of Bull Bull or Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, well, or Nasir Little, I was any of those guys. I was Bull videos. <laughs> That's kind of funny that you actually brought that up. Oh, no, I've been watching Bull Bull videos for the last two minutes. What are my, you guys talking about? My, my word of advice would guy. be to put that away. He's, he's really, really, look at this guy. Gonna, he's he's like seven guys. feet shooting three-pointers. <laughs> Get up, Bull Bull! Coming in a couple weeks of the pod, we will break down every single player Get video Bull analysis Bull. of every player of the yeah. NBA this draft. Dude, look at this dude. He's in the post. He's spotting up from three. He's like 19 feet. His dad played for the Heat, right? Manu played for the Heat for a minute. Yes. Uh, I will uh, leave it at that. Please use your finger again. Thank you so much. On that note, that's your Miami Sports Pod. We will uh, continue to discuss next week as we get, again, the NBA draft. It's a little over a month away. We got time and other things going on in South Florida. By the way, Friday night, 8 p.m., local 10. No, no, you can leave the music up. I want it for dramatic effect. Friday night, 8 p.m., local 10. Our Dwayne Wade special, Bigger Than Basketball. Either set your DVR or please watch it live. It's a great, great show. Very hard hard work by a lot of people behind the scenes to put it together. Look back at his great career. Dwayne Wade, Bigger Than Basketball, 8 o'clock, Friday night, May 24th, on Local 10. Watch it. <laughs>